Hello, I'm Paul Jones, and welcome to A Beginner's Guide to the Blues. In this series, I'm going back to the basics. Call it, if you like, a foundation course. It's for you if you are new to the music or would like to know a bit more. And along the way, let's hope we can make lots of conversions. I want to introduce you to some wonderfully fascinating music which I've specially chosen for you by, or influenced by, six of the most important blues musicians. Plus, as an added bonus, I shall drop in a few facts and anecdotes. By the way, if you're already a fan of the blues, and there are many of you I know, don't feel excluded because the shows are for you too. And you never know, you'll maybe hear one of those records which first got you hooked. Out of its origins in slavery, the blues, of course, is integral to the story of popular music, and it's been the inspiration for countless musicians, not least myself. Well, perhaps least. I'm also very pleased to say that it's enjoying a renaissance in this country with great interest, especially from young people. So, to the music. McKinley Morganfield. Who, I hear you ask? Well, you'll know him better as Muddy Waters. Well, I feel in love Like I feel today I'm gonna pack my suitcase and make my deal. But I'm trouble. I'm all right. And I never be satisfied, and I just can't keep up. Yeah, I know my little baby. She gonna jump and shout. That old train be lit, girl, and I come walking. I'm all Yet I never be satisfied And I just can't keep up Yeah, I know somebody Sure been talking to you I don't need no telling girl I can watch the way you I'll be all Never be satisfied, but I just can't keep been telling you, girl, you're gonna have to meet my friend. But I'm troubled, I'm all worried. Yeah, and I never be satisfied, I just can't keep up. Yeah, my baby, she quit me. See, like mama was dead. I got real work, yeah, and she drove it to my head. I'd be troubled, I'd be all worried. Yeah, and I'd never be satisfied, I just can't keep up. Oh. How about that? Pure Delta Blues in all its splendid rawness. Ibis Troubled, one of Muddy's first recordings done way back in August 1941 by Alan Lomax for the Library of Congress. The song was later to be reworked. More about that in a moment.
Muddy Waters was born in Rolling Fork, Mississippi in 1915 and he was raised on the Stovall Plantation where his parents were sharecroppers. He took up the harmonica when he was eight, switching to guitar in his teens. As a boy, he loved to play in the local creek, hence his nickname which was given to him by his grandmother. On the plantation, Murray was much influenced by the music of Robert Johnson and Son House, and when he was old enough, he got to play some gigs while working by day as a tractor driver. However, it was Alan Lomax whom Murray had impressed on that initial field recording, so much so, in fact, that he returned a year later to make some more, and it was primarily through Lomax's praise that Murray decided in 1943 to move to the south side of Chicago, taking a job as a Venetian blind salesman. Significantly, he changed to electric guitar about a year later and over time worked with the major blues artists around like John Lee, Sonny Boy Williamson and Tampa Red and most notably Sunnyland Slim. For it was on the back of a recording session by Slim that Muddy was introduced to Leonard and Phil Chess in 1947. From that came his first major commercial recording, I Can't Be Satisfied, which was a revamped Ibis Troubled and now on the Chess Brothers Aristocrat label. To the next record now, and we fast forward to 1952. It's an exciting instrumental, full of tension, as you'll hear. It's called Duke, and it's headlined by Little Walter on harp, with Muddy and Jimmy Rogers on guitars, and Elgin Evans on drums.
Absolutely amazing. Am I being fanciful or can I actually hear the competition between Little Walter and Muddy at points on that? Duke by the Muddy Waters Band. This was their popular instrumental round the clubs, which became their first release on the chess subsidiary label Checker and even made it to the top of the R&B charts. However, the tension between them was beginning to boil over. Little Walter had been given the headline on that record by Muddy and Jimmy Rogers because they wanted to give his career a lift. But Walter wasn't happy in the band, and the ideal excuse came for him to leave when they were playing at the club Zanzibar in Chicago. The routine was that the musicians were each tipped each time they played. The problem was that Muddy and Jimmy Rogers got a dollar a time and Little Walter only got a dime. That was just too much humiliation for him, and the temperamental Walter went on his way. But I should add that Muddy was always generous in letting others make their bid for stardom. OK, let me remind you that this is a beginner's guide to the blues. I'm Paul Jones, and I've got some really splendid stuff coming up. Are you ready?
wasn't that great? What a great harp solo and guitar as well. The Willie Dixon number, I'm Ready, the story of a hard-drinking, street-fighting man which first saw the light of day in 1954, although that version was from the Fathers and Sons album of 1969. Otis Spann was on piano, of course, as he was on the first outing 15 years earlier. Donald Duck Down on bass, hero session musician from Muscle Shoals, the home of soul, and blues revivalists Paul Butterfield playing that harp and Mike Bloomfield on guitar. And Muddy, happy to be cast in the role of dad to these kids who admired him so much. Next on the list of essential listening is this great song from the 1960 Newport Jazz Festival. The lyric is by the poet Langston Hughes, who wrote this epitaph when he heard that the festival wouldn't be held again. The news of its death was greatly exaggerated as it happened, but there had been rioting the day before when thousands of gatecrashers had arrived, upsetting the local residents. Hughes passed his jottings to Otis Spann, about the only literate member of the band, who created the number as he went along, the rest gradually joining in. So, enjoy this live and spontaneous performance featuring, among others, Muddy on guitar and Otis Spann on piano and vocal with Goodbye Newport Blues.
Goodbye, Newport Blues. What a sensational performance. Now, the 60s saw a great blues revival, and chief among those who brought the music to the British pop audience were the Rolling Stones. In this, Muddy Waters was the principal inspiration. The band adopted the title of Muddy's 1950 hit for their name, and they simply took the blues, reworked it, and sold it back to the Americans, who at that time had little inkling of what they had in their own country. Muddy was amazed. Indeed, he was quoted as saying, It took the people from England to hip my people. After the Stones, the British revival continued apace with Alexis Corner, Van Morrison and Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac leading the way. Another rock band, heavily influenced by the blues, and Murray in particular, was Led Zeppelin. This is a cover of a cover, really, called You Shook Me. They'd heard Muddy play it, and thinking it was a Muddy song, they recorded it in 1968. In fact, it was originally an instrumental called Blue Guitar by Earl Hooker, with a Willie Dixon song overdubbed by Muddy, and it caused illegal spat over rights. But, as you're going to hear now, it's a powerful performance.
Led Zeppelin doing their take on the Willie Dixon number You Shook Me, with Robert Plant on vocals, of course, and harp solo. John Paul Jones gave us the organ solo. Absolutely splendid stuff. Well, that's it, more or less, for this programme on Muddy Waters, and I really hope that the music has inspired you. Muddy was a charismatic character. He was crowned king of the Chicago blues, not just because he was an inspiration to so many, but because he brought new life to the Delta blues when he arrived there in the 40s. He was not backward at expressing his anger when he thought his work was being cheapened, yet he knew when to take advantage of a commercial opportunity. Bill Wyman, who worked with Muddy many times, remembers him as a very dignified person and someone who easily commanded respect. And before I go, I must tell you this. Howard Stovall, who's the head of the Blues Foundation, which does much to promote the blues and the legacy of Muddy Waters in the States, is the grandson of the plantation owner for whom Muddy worked. What a magnificent irony. I do have to say that Muddy Waters was arguably the most important blues musician spanning pre- and post-war periods, and although his career came to a premature end when he died in 1983, he left a wonderful legacy. Let's end this programme with a track from one of Muddy's later recordings. It was produced by Johnny Winter, who breathed new life into his career in the late 70s. There are some who say that this period was an amazing renaissance, others who claim it was just part of Muddy Waters' continuing decline. The truth, of course, is somewhere in between, and it brought him back into public attention in a big way. So it's me, Paul Jones, leaving you with this track from the Blue Sky album, Muddy Mississippi Waters Live, Streamline Woman.
Call your next door neighbor, won't hear your She, she, she make my electro kick all right. <laughs>